This is Dr. Mario, and I'm offering my first movie review. The whole purpose of me doing this podcast, Always Hope, is for that, to try to find hope, to try to find good in all things. And we're going to cover a lot of themes throughout the podcast and throughout the shows. But one of the things that I do really want to draw attention to is culture. And not just culture in the broad sense, which we will cover in, in episodes, but also in the particular sense, movie reviews, song reviews, and finding hope and goodness in artists who or shows or movies or books or that I feel are doing it right or things that have touched me in, in, a, in a way. And so that we can engage with movies, engage with shows, engage with songs, engage with culture to be able to put our Catholic Christian lens on and to say, okay, how do we approach these things and look at this from a perspective that's, that is in line with the gospel? So my hope with the podcast, I hope that these, these shorter episodes of movie reviews are going to be looking at films through that lens, through that lens of filtering the good, of sifting the wheat from the weeds, of being able to say, okay, what was good in the movie and what wasn't. And I can't think of a better movie to start off with than Won't You Be My Neighbor, which is the documentary on Fred Rogers that came out earlier this year in 2018. Let me say this, but start off with years ago, we used to do men's retreats and on those retreats at the beginning of the, of, of the retreat, the very first talk, we would do this kind of comparison of models of masculinity. And we would show, we would start off by showing Fred Rogers and it was meant to be comical. It was meant to, to make fun of him. The guys would laugh and it's like, here's this gentle old man who comes in and, and we think that that's what it meant to be a Christian man. And then we would contrast that with William Wallace and is the brave heart and the big tough guy who, who wants to show everybody that he's going to dominate and win and, and kill the bad guys. And we would show this contrast basically to, to get to the point that William Wallace was almost a, a better version of masculinity than Fred Rogers was. Well, after we did this the first time on the retreat, I remember just going to the guys immediately and saying, we can't do this. We're, we're not going to make fun of Fred Rogers. And the reason is because at the time I knew, I had already known that he was a, a good, faithful Christian, a Presbyterian minister. And I knew that his intentions for the show were very clear, that he wanted Mr. Rogers' neighborhood to be different, countercultural than what children were receiving um, in, in the messages of TV. And so I said, we're, we're not going to make fun of Fred Rogers. We, we can continue the analogy or the comparisons between the two, but, but Fred Rogers has to be off the list because I think that he's a man who actually lived it well. And so the guys certainly respected that and, and we, didn't, we didn't make fun of Fred Rogers anymore after that retreat. And after watching this movie, oh my goodness, I can't even tell you like just how, <laughs> how amazing uh, his model of masculinity is. When we think about masculinity, there are certain virtues that are associated with what it means to be a man. Determination, strength, the willingness to do the right thing even in the face of adversity, pushing through scrutiny, pushing through insecurity. And, and the models that we tend to use are the superhero models where they're fighting the bad guy and they're going to rescue the girl and they're going to, you know, just freaking do something crazy and strong and amazing and and, uh, and really just kind of give us hope to, to all of us who are watching and encouragement to push through the strengths of life and, and all this other stuff, right? Um, and I love superhero movies. Don't get me wrong. I love superhero movies. But that model of, of what it means to be a man has dominated 
uh, our, our cultural notions of masculinity. And then Fred Rogers comes in with this little show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and does the exact same thing, but in his own way. Throughout the movie, what you see is that this is a man who is determined, a man who does have great strength, a man who faces adversity and scrutiny and, and teasing, and he's made fun of because of it, and, and he wrestles with whether or not people are understanding the message and what he's trying to get across, what his intentions for the show are, but he still does it. He still pushes through and does what he feels God is putting on his heart, but he does it in his own Fred Rogers, won't you be my neighbor, right? Like gentle, calm, compassionate way. And I think that the, the virtues that he associates are, are still there. The virtues associated with masculinity are still very much present in Fred Rogers' life as they are in others. And he just gives us a different model that should give us hope. There's one clear example in the in the movie where you really kind of get to see this. And there's a scene where Congress is about to vote to remove funding for uh, PBS or remove a substantial amount of funding for PBS, which comes out to be about $20 million a year. And Fred Rogers goes and testifies before Congress and just lays out before them why his show is impactful and, and what he's doing to to touch kids throughout the, the, the country and, and being able to to communicate to Congress that hey, we need to we need to continue to fund PBS because it's 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 a powerful medium that's going to be helping uh, the the youth of our nation. And if he was a pushover, then he wouldn't have stood before Congress. He wouldn't have fought through his fears and his anxieties to be able to request the funding that he needed. He wouldn't have stood up for what he believed to be true, and to follow the desire that God has put on his heart. But he did. And then they were victorious. And then they got the $20 million a year and his show continued as did other PBS shows. So that is a model of masculinity that I think we need to see also uh, in, in contrast to the superheroes as well. The other point that I think the producers of the film were really trying to communicate to us as an audience was that Fred Rogers knew the power of the medium. He never took for granted the potential for good that TV had to offer. And because he saw the potential for good, he wanted to seize that when it came to working with children. He never took for granted children's questions. He never took for granted their intelligence. He never took for granted the depth of emotion that children had. And he wanted a show to be able to meet children where they are. And now 50 years later, no one can argue that the show had a huge cultural impact. I mean, all of us, we all watched it growing up for genera- there are generations of people in this country who all watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood at some point as a child. We all know the songs. We all know the encouragement. We all know the, the cheesy puppets and everything, the low budget. And maybe at times we made fun of it. I certainly did. I can, I can confess to that. But... We can't deny the impact that this show had and that this was a man who was trying to love children and to to give to them hope, to give to them encouragement. And we have to tip our hats to that. And I'm so grateful for the producers of this documentary to be able to communicate that message. In an age where we think anger and dominance are the only ways of getting things done, Fred Rogers stands as a glaring contradiction glaring. He reminds us that we can be determined, that we can be strong, that we can 
have a desire that we can push through our fears, but do it in a way that is inviting, but do it in a way that loves, but do it in a way that is filled with compassion and tenderness. And that is a message that I absolutely think that we need to hear in today's day and age. He worked with people who thought differently than him. He worked with people who he didn't necessarily agree with, with everything that they said or did, but he still made the show um, a home. And you see that with the interviews with other cast members and crew members throughout the documentary, that they all recognize what he was trying to do and they were all part of it. And I think that is awesome. This movie made a pretty compelling case for what the Christian message could look like. And this is what the, the lives of the saints are supposed to do. We, as Catholics, we read stories about the saints so that we can see how they assimilated the gospel into their lives and lived it in the particular call that God gave them. And I think we should look at Fred Rogers as another model, one that's very contemporary, one that uses the mediums that are available to us to be able to preach the gospel. And I think we should be encouraged by that. So. Thank you for the directors who made the movie. Fred Rogers, rest in peace. Pray for us, please. May your prayers help us to be sharper in our words and communication. And may those prayers help us also to just grow in compassion and understanding of one another. I really think everybody should watch this movie. So watch it, enjoy it, and let me know what you think. Thanks for listening to this podcast, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Have a great day.